Amen. Amen. Okay. So my message is called Against All Odds. And I'm going to start um, also with the um, scripture, Psalms 51, verse 1 through 5. I'm reading out of King James Version. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquities, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, which is verse 4, against thee, the only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justi justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So I was reading um, through that, and God gave me against all odds we leave the spiritual realm when we're born to come to this world with God with the odds already stacked against us forgetting that we were once in the presence and the favor of God we are shaped by this world by the families we are born into and by the parents or the families we're raised in or by in our experiences along the way. Odds are we come against walls, hurdles, obstacles, hills, and mountains as we go along this journey called life. Odds are we fail at some things, fall short or slip many times into temptation. Odds are we fail or we fall into sin like pride, covetedness, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, slothfulness, and others. Odds are we have led or misled, guided or misguided others into down in the wrong directions or down the wrong road. Odds are we have come up with multiple excuses to justify or explain why we did or said wrong things in our past, and some of us are still using those same excuses. Odds are we are all have fit into one or many of these, these areas that have been mentioned at some juncture or part of our lives. Odds are we've been in situations to choose the right thing or choose the wrong thing, and we've chose the wrong thing. But God wants us to always choose him. Despite the transgressions, despite the iniquity, despite all the wrong things, he wants us to choose him. For example, for me, um, when I was born, I talked about um, in Psalm 51, 1 through 5, we talked about we're born into this world. But I was born into this world to a single mom of 17 years old. That was an obstacle. 
that we had to go through. The obstacle that my mother had to come up against at that time was my dad didn't want me. So she had to decide, okay, what do I go from here? What do I need to do now? My mom decided to take the positive and turn it, the negative and turn it into the positive. And she decided to go into the military to change her life, change her circumstances, change her situation. And a lot of us, we go through things and we have the opportunity and we have the chances and the choices to change or choose a different path that could bring out the positive. And we, choo we choose not to sometimes. And as I was growing up, um, I got older. My mom got married. Um, I had a sister. And my mom did, my mom believed in God, but we didn't always go to church. So she wanted me to know about God, but we didn't always go to church. It was just whenever she felt like it, we would go. So it was not something that she was taught when she was younger because her parents did the same thing tradition you don't feel like going to church you don't go to church there was no push there was no um um her wanting to or the feeling the need to go to church i often wondered sometimes as a teenager um my my stepdad didn't go to church at all so I often wondered um, what was his reasons behind not going. We went, but he never went. After a while, as I got older, my um, mom stopped going to church altogether. But because she had already planted that seed in me, I still sought out people and friends that were going to church. So then I started going to church with them as a teen. My friend's mom would come by and pick me up while my dad and my sister and my mom were still in bed sleep. I made that commitment that that's something that I wanted to do. But still again, I didn't know at the time that what it really meant to be going to church, to believe for something, to have faith for something. I still didn't understand it at the age that I was. There was always something in me, but there was always obstacles around me that made me question, well, why? You know, why do I have to go to church? Or wh why do I feel the need to go to church? My family's not going to church, but why do I feel that need? I had answers. I had questions, but didn't have any answers. My family and I, we never talked about going to church. We never talked about God. I mean, we prayed before we ate. But I just think that's because that's what my mom grew up with. You pray before you eat your food. So that's just a normal thing. So that's what she did, tradition, following what the family did. So there, there's many obstacles and many things in our lives that we can't see or feel like we can overcome. But God always gives us chances. God always gives us the tools and the things that we need in order for us to get over those obstacles, to get over those hurdles, to get over whatever is in front of us, a wall, a mountain, a hill. doesn't matter how big or how small it is. He gives us those tools. 
Now I want to um, do a small demonstration real quick. Tori, can you come up here? So this is going to be um, something that I need everybody to participate in. <laughs> Just vocally, vocally, part vocal participation. Tori's the only one that's going to be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want you to stand over here, stand beside me, face the audience. Okay, so this is just a demonstration, something I got, and I'll explain where I got it from after we actually do it. Because if I tell you before, then it'll give it away. So I want to do it first and then give an explanation and where I got it from. Okay, so Tori is going to lift his arms. I want you to lift your arms straight out in front of you. Keep them up and do not move, okay? The audience, the audience is going to say, okay, the, <laughs> this is so funny. The audience is gonna say that you are weak, you're, you don't feel well, your stomach hurts. That's what I need everybody to say. But I want you, wait till I say go. Sorry, sorry. You, <laughs> you don't feel good and your stomach hurts. Three times. And then I want Tori, I want you to say, after they're done, I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. Three times. All right, ready? One, two, three. You don't feel good. Your stomach hurts. You don't feel good. Your stomach hurts. You don't feel good. Your stomach hurts. I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. I don't feel good. My stomach hurts. <laughs> so he dropped his arms, and I told him to keep his arms up. Right? So, yeah. When I, when I touched, I said, keep your arms up. I barely touched him, and he put his arms down. So, right? So, that's, that example, stay up here, stay up here. That example, <laughs> that example is just to show that when the world is saying things about you, and then you start believing what the world is saying about you, you get distracted, you start thinking about other things, you lose concentration, you lose what you are, fo what you need to focus on. So what happened for those online, I um, touched, the, touched the top of his arms and he dropped them. But I told him to keep them up. So. So the other part of this exercise is, put your hands up again, just like that. Keep them up, keep them up. I want everybody in the room to say, you are blessed because God is a healer, three times. You are blessed because God is a healer. You are blessed because God is a healer. You are blessed because God is a healer. You say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Because God is a healer. I am blessed because God is a healer. I am blessed because God is a healer. So, so right there, what happened was, 
is he started believing what God says about him that he is blessed right that he is blessed and God is a healer so when he started believing that <laughs> and in his mind when you start learning about God when you start growing in God when you start living and walking this life with God your reaction should be that your reaction should be that unmovable unshaken because God is with you and you're putting God first so you should be just like that <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> so that that was just a de demonstration um I got that actually from work when I first um, became full-time at the um, place that I work at we had a spiritual leader they actually had a spiritual leader come in that um, one of the spiritual leaders of one of the hospitals he came in and he actually used that same scenario to show positive a positive reaction to your environment so he gave something negative for everybody in the room to say to this person a girl volunteered and stood up and she did the same thing he barely touched her arms and she went down and he said when you hear negative things about yourself and then you start telling yourself negative things you get distracted distracted you get unfocused and you can't do your job or do your job well you can do it, but you may not be doing it well because of all the negativity, because of all the distractions, because of all the things that you people are saying about you and you, you know, start to believe them, even though it may not be true. But then if you come back and you start learning what's right, what's true, what does God say about you? Your attitude changes, the way you think starts to change, the way you do things start to change. And that is where I'm at in my walk with Christ right now. I'm at the point now that circumstances that come up, things that come up in front of us, as Tori, things that come up in front of us, I don't get discouraged. I don't get, I might be like, well, we might be able to work something else out. Let's try to do something. I might try to change something else and do something different to try to fix it. But I always try to think of what God would do first, right? And then we pray about it. And then we start working it out. That relationship that you have with God, he starts walking with you, talking with you, communicating with you, pouring things into your spirit that you didn't even know you could do because of things that might have happened in your past or things people said in your past or circumstances or obstacles or situations that may have made you depressed or put you in fear or caused bad reactions in your life or bad choices in your life that shouldn't have been even been there in the first place. But when we start that walk with God and start learning and understanding what his word says about us, learning and understand the positive stuff that he's pouring into us. And I'll give you some examples. Um, a lot of these are very common um, and well-known stories to a lot of people. Um, 
people of the Bible, when they had odds against them, like Abraham and Sarah, Sarah wanted to have a child for years. They were old. And then God was like, you're going to have a child of your own. And she's like, at this old age? But that there was obstacles that they thought this is not possible. But for God, all things were possible. And David, um, they touched on it last night, talking about David defeating Goliath. David couldn't have done that by himself. It was impossible for him to do that by himself. But because he had God with him, he knew that with that slingshot and that stone, oh, his own, Goliath about to go down. He had no doubt in his mind. He said, if God, you said I can do it. And that's how we have to think. If you, if God says we can do it, we have to start thinking that in our minds, that positive thinking that we can do it. Moses going against the Pharaoh to, to, um, get the children of Israel out of bondage, bondage and into the promised land. Man, Pastor Keith was, <laughs> he was talking about that. I was like, man, he is talking about a little bit of stuff that I'm I'm going to speak about, you know, Moses had all this stuff against him. He, he had fear, you know, he didn't want to do it by himself. He was like, I don't speak very well, you know, but God was like, I'm going to be with you. You can do it. Take your brother with you. Let him help you. Sometimes we need help in our circumstances and our situations. We need help. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask, God, I need you. God, bring whoever into my life that can help me. I need you. But the biggest one, the biggest one that I wrote down was about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Jesus died for us. He went through all kinds of people spitting on him, throwing stones at him, being whipped, being lied on, being talked about. And a lot of times we have those same things coming up against us. But he knew he had to go through it in order for us to be free. He knew it. So he went against that all those odds he went against them and he knew that his father was bigger than anything that this world had to come up against him he knew that there was a greater power and a higher purpose in his life we need to stop focusing on the odds and focus on God and when we do that, our odds don't seem as big or as wide or as high as we think they are. I'm a testament to that. Um, we talked about it um, when we had our celebration. When I tell you somebody, I know I don't be telling all my business and stuff, but somebody making 25000 a year, I got way more than that. And God provided. And when I, got, when I got the position this July that I got, I was thinking smaller than that. I was thinking smaller than that. And that, that's why we were up there acting a fool with the Holy Spirit. 
<laughs> on the celebration because it's amazing. I'm down here and I was thinking, oh, I get a little bit, you know, a little bit more here. Just a little bit. My supervisor said the bracket that you're in for the title that you're ha you have, you're at the top. You're at the top. He said, don't tell nobody. Don't, don't tell nobody. Because <laughs> he said most people that he's, he's hired, he, he's never done that before. But I give God the glory for that. And the favor that he has bestowed on our life. And I'm going to keep on walking. And I'm going to keep on pressing. And I'm going to keep on praying. And I'm going to keep on praising. And I'm going to keep on shouting. And I'm going to keep on jumping and dancing. And I'm going to have my husband right there with me. <laughs> and our children. I'm working on them. Where they at? I'm, I'm working on them. Working on them too. <laughs> and the one that's in college. I'm working on them. I'm working on them. But we're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. I'm not stopping. That road you're talking about is going to be hurdles and bumps and stops and turns. But I'm going to keep on pushing right on through. I'm against all odds. So God told me that he needs me to flip the odds a little bit here. He wanted me to give y'all a little something to think about. God showed me, think about looking at odd numbers odd numbers you have one three five seven nine so on and so forth but in those odd numbers there's even numbers so you think of it you think of it this way so every time you have an odd situation or an odd that comes up against you think about that even positive situation that's going to turn it <laughs> so you think about that and God said that there's one number though the one number that doesn't have any evens in it can't be separated can't be moved he said the number one and God said I'm number one he said, because I'm the only God. He said in Exodus 23, he said, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the houses of bondage. Thou shall not have no other gods before me. None. Zero. Number one. Amen. 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 John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He loved us that much. He didn't love what the people are doing in this world that's not righteous, but he loved us who are trying to walk righteous, who are trying to be righteous, who are trying to stand upright, that he gave his everlasting life. We have to believe that God is who he says he is and walk it out. 
seek ye first the kingdom of God, which is what pastors, they always say it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added. I have a couple of um, questions for you just to give you a little something to think about. What are the odds that we are missing out or you are missing out on your purpose because of fear, doubt, shame, unforgiveness, pride, lack of understanding because you're not reading your word, selfishness, etc., 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 etc. What are the odds that God wants to bless us, but we can't or won't get out of the way? because of something that was done to us or said about us in our past. What are the odds that tonight is your new beginning? To make a change, to be different, to take that next step, to renew your mind. What are the odds you're a child of God. Because I know the odds. They might be stacked against me, but I know God is for me. I like those odds. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to sing, right? <laughs> 